Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it might be in your part of the world. Welcome once again to The Alignment Show. Glad to have you with us this week. I'm Don King, your host, and this is, I think, episode 44. I realized just recently I have been forgetting to say those episode numbers. We're approaching episode 50, which is just amazing. I was a guest on uh, Harjeet uh, Rathur, if I'm saying her name correctly, on Wednesday, uh, and she thinks hers is right at 50. I commented to her that the average podcast only lasts about eight episodes. Can you imagine that? And so we're very pleased to be able to make a difference to people through this medium. As we're getting started, we're going to mention, as we usually do, about my books, which sort of sponsor this program. I'm saying books plural because we've got another one that's in process. The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why is out there right now and uh, doing, doing well on the marketplace. It's a business fable, business parable that helps people figure out what is most important in their lives and to bring their lives into alignment with that, which of course fits perfectly with the alignment show. And so check that out. There's a QR code on the screen. Those of you listening audio only, you can go to donking.com. That's D-O-N-N-K-I-N-G.com slash 3-Y-O. That's the number three in the letters Y-O. And that gets you some more information about that. We'll have links in the show notes, of course. But beyond that, we're excited today to have a to me, a special guest. Now, I enjoy all of our guests, but I have really come to appreciate uh, today's guest. She is a business partner with Bob Berg. I'm going to pull up what I wanted to say about her here. Uh, Kathy just impresses me so much because she's this great amalgam of strong, independent, and also collaborative, community-oriented person. I think that's a rare combination. Uh, she helps entrepreneurial leaders develop an exceptional culture, the go giveaway, and she does this through mentoring, workshops, and retreats. Uh, and we're, we're just going to get to know her in our conversation this morning. So without mucking around anymore, let's go ahead and welcome Kathy Tajanel. Kathy, thank you for coming on The Alignment Show. Thank you, Don. It is truly my pleasure and honor. I'm thrilled to be here with you. And congratulations to you and Arjit on your almost 50 episodes. I'm so thrilled to be number 44. That's a powerful number. And I, I think I've got the right number there. You do, you do. And just a shout out, your book is fabulous. What a deeply touching and inspiring read it is. I love the story how Dan, the protagonist, how he discovers his why, but it really is a journey that helps you discover your own, really getting in touch what matters most to you. And what I really felt that stood out was trusting your inner knowing. We know in our heart, we just don't always listen, right? 
Absolutely. And you you are demonstrating right now what it means to be a go-giver. I mean, you're coming on the show with me and then praising my book. So thank you so much. But this is just a perfect illustration, I think, of, of this the go-giver way that you were such a proponent of. Uh, what we've got, uh, I've been putting on the screen some of the comments that are already coming in from people in our community. I'm not sure if you're... Ron, yes, I see them. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Jeff and, and uh, uh, Frank and Joy and Bob. Bob, uh, we've got to explain this. I'm putting it back up again. He says, love 99, Matt. <laughs> And this is, you know, I, I never know quite how our conversations on the alignment show go. We always respond to the moment. <laughs> so I hadn't anticipated this one, but I've just got to put it out there. For folks who may not get the reference, he's calling himself Max, referring to you as 99. Where does that come from? Well, this started a long time ago. We've been working together since 08. I think it was around 2010. You know, we were pretty much de facto business partners. And he just um, started referring to me as 99 from the old the original Get Smart TV series. We're going to date ourselves here. Not the movies, but the one with Don Adams and Barbara Felden in it. So, you know, I'm I'm his partner agent and he's Max Smart. Um, we both have our gifts. He likes to joke that Max always kind of fumbled his way through, but always got the credit. Um, and it was 99 who stepped in and saved the day. It's not really that way. He's just too humble. But we we make a beautiful, beautiful team together. We Our skills um, and instinctive strengths, strengths really complement each other. And it's just been such an honor and privilege to be working with him all this time to really get this message of the, the go-giver and the go-giver way out into the world. Um, you know, impacting, you know, one relationship, one business at a time. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, it, it, you know that on the Alignment Show, we tend to dig into origin stories. Now, I want to I want to get your origin story. But while we're talking about you and Bob, let's go ahead and sort of jump ahead in the timeline a bit. Uh, how did you guys wind up working in partnership, you know, uh, 2008, 2010, however that worked out. Um, part of which in the back of my mind here, Kathy, is why did it work out that you were a partner with Bob instead of somebody else? How did it work out that Bob is a partner with you instead of somebody else? Yeah, you know, you look back and it's just amazing the way things worked out. Bob happened to be a columnist on a networking directory that my former husband, Josh, and I had started. We started it back in 2003. It was called The Atlasphere, and Bob was a columnist. And then in 2006, he emailed us asking if we would promote his first live event, Extreme Business Makeovers. So we did, and um, we both attended that event, and that's where I first met Bob and was so impressed with him. The Go-Giver had not come out yet at that time, but I had been a huge fan of endless referrals. I learned about it in BNI, thank you BNI, and I had had a marketing firm, and so I was quoting Bob. You know, all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, they like, and they trust. I mean, it was just such powerful, powerful system. Um, so later in 2007, after that live event. 
the Go-Giver was going to be coming out at the end of that year. And he sent me a copy to, to advance copy. I read it and I resonated with it. And I thought, this is so powerful. And then I got an email from him and his business partner saying, would you like to host a live event? Um, if you would like to do that, um, just you know, sell 200 tickets, line up sponsors, and Bob will be there doing his endless referrals program. And I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico at the time. I'd never done anything quite like that. I'd put on events about 80 people, but I'm like, I am bringing Bob Bird to Albuquerque because we need the go-giver message. Um, so I set about doing that. And two months into it, they reached out and said, hey, would you like to do this nationally for us? And I'm thinking to myself, well, shouldn't I have my event? <laughs> you know, I'm still kind of like, you know, this was something I had never done before. Um, but I was having the time of my life. It truly was something that tapped all of my instinctive strengths plus my skill set in marketing. So I said, sure. And um, we had our event that March. It was very successful. And we went on to do 10 more that year. We did 50 together across the country teaming up with city partners and I, I systematized how I did it and, and showed them how to do it. And that really helped us get, I think, help get the go-giver on the map and spread that message. Um, so that's how I started working with Bob, sort of as the city partner manager. And then it just kept growing until I pretty much became his business partner. So Excellent. Excellent. And just for, for current day, mm -hmm. um, now, remind me, when were those, the, the 10 and the 50 and the city things, roughly what year was that? Um, we did the city partners 08 through about 2014. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I've, I've known Bob for 20, 25 years, but honestly, it took me a while to connect the Bob Berg I knew to the best-selling author and, and uh, um Hall of Fame speaker it took me a while to realize they were the same person. Uh, was he already a Hall of Fame speaker at that point? Go Giver hadn't come out, but Endless Referrals was out. Yes, he was not a Hall of Fame speaker yet. If memory serves me, he got in the hall, was inducted in the this is the National Speakers Association Hall of Fame in 2019, July of 2019. And Bob, correct me if I got that date wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's when it was. Uh, he should have been in there way before then, but, you know, everything has its time. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a Hall of Fame speaker in my eyes, you know, from, from the moment I started working with him and handling all of his bookings. And, and that's what he was doing, has been doing, you know, since I started working with him. And then we've been doing other things, creating programs like the Go-Giver Entrepreneurs Academy, the Beyond the Mastermind Retreat, the Go-Giver Success Alliance, just, you know, different ways that we can help support individuals, entrepreneurs to live their life this way, according to these five principles. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I, I don't know if the NSA still uh, says this sort of thing explicitly. When I was a member some years back, they would talk about eight different ways that a speaker could make a living as a professional speaker. Uh, the advice I remember getting was don't think of yourself as a speaker. Think of yourself as an expert who will use speaking and writing and workshops and you're just any way to to impact the world which is what you and bob have been doing mm -hmm. that sort of circles me back around to you even before bob bird you, you were talking about that 
Champion in Albuquerque, um, uh, running this uh, publication that he was a columnist for. You know, where did you start? Because <laughs> a lot of people think about doing something like that, and then they wind up not putting down people who who just work a job. There are plenty of people in jobs who positively impact the world. So we're not putting those folks down, but it still takes something to take that chance of stepping out. Mm -hmm. So tell us your origin story. Well, I know we only have a certain amount of time, so I'm going to make it really brief uh, (laughs) because it has been, you know, not what I thought it was going to be. I mean, in high school, I thought I was going to be a heart doctor and I went off to college to be a heart surgeon. And, um, when I spent the day observing surgery, it was at the last operation. It was a, a liver transplant. I still remember it. Rock music's blaring and, and the surgeons are, you know, telling jokes. And I remember stepping back. It just felt weird. And then I, you know, you have the screen so you can't see the patient's face during the operating um, operation. But I stepped back enough and I saw the person's face and I just knew this was not what I was going to be doing the rest of my life. So I went back and I changed my major from biomedical engineering to electrical engineering. Wasn't sure what I was going to do, but I figured everything's energy, everything's electric. I'll figure something out. Um, Found my way fascinated with networking. I felt like the world, you know, back, I'm going to date myself again. This is, you know, mid 80s. Um, Mainframe computers were the big thing. PCs were just coming on, but I just had the sense that connecting everything was going to be the way to go. So fast forward, you know, I spent my, my first career job was with IBM. I was selling their information network. Um, I only stayed there a year. I ended up, this was at the like 88, end of 88 and IBM was on its downhill slide at that point. You know, it was still making lots of money, but culturally I did not, I did not fit in. Uh, in the environment. So I chose to leave and went to Ameritech, one of the Bell operating companies, and spent uh, five, five years there in their management development program, you know, getting to go from position to position, getting to really understand the business and, you know, working my way up as a director of advanced data services. Um, left corporate, left them, went to Kansas City and was running a network services, starting a network services division for a large community college in Kansas City, the Metropolitan Community Colleges. So it's been kind of a very bad. <laughs> um, after four years with the college, I went back into the private sector and was general manager for Vario, a division um, that was starting up. It was an internet service provider. So I had a seven state territory that I was general manager of. And in five months, they came in and they told me I had to lay the people off that I had just relocated. And I I said, I can't do that. You know, that goes against everything I said I would do when I came in to build a culture that valued people. And I realized my corporate life was over. (laughs) So I left and became an entrepreneur and went and helped a family friend start a business and i've been an entrepreneur ever since okay okay now (laughs) you you joked a little bit about you know there's a a variety there shall we say well yeah when when, because i've had the same experience uh, Mm -hmm. although not in the the uh in engineering related stuff uh 
if you just look at a surface level of the resume, it can kind of look all over the place. But what I have seen is you take a step back, you can see a thread running through all of it. And I'll bet you've done some thinking about that. Uh, what would you say is the thread that runs through all of that and even into the future? You know, whatever is going to be next on your journey, it's going to be hanging from that same thread, I would bet. Yes, it is all about culture. It's all about, you know, how are we creating the interactions, you know, how the shared values and how do we interact and treat one another? I learned that early on at IBM. Um, and I should go back. In high school, I worked for Walmart. And this was back in the day when, when Sam Walton was still running it. And he he came and visited the store and would walk the store. And that was back when they had a great culture. And I was really impressed with him. Um, and that was one of my first jobs in high school. Um, so I had that. So it, culture has just always been so important to me, culture and community. It is all about connecting people, the network. So it's culture and community and connection really are the thread of everything that I've done. And so interesting how I met Bob was through an online networking directory that um, Josh and I had started. You know, it, it's, this thread is running through my head right now. Uh, I can't remember if we've ever had this conversation or not. I used to work in Walmart stores headquarters. No. Oh, wow. So you didn't know that about each other. And that was when Mr. Sam was uh, still very much alive and running the company. So it may have been about the same time. I would agree with you 100%. Mm -hmm. um, you know, at the time, he was the richest man in America, seemed like maybe in the world. Probably. But you could tell he wasn't impressed with his own money. And um, nope, he's still I remember kind of a beat up pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he loved the truck. And now part of it was when you're the richest man in America, what do you care what the neighbors think? You know, but but <laughs> I asked him one time uh, about the money and he told me, I figure money is a great way of keeping score. If we're making money, we're serving people. If we start not making money, I take a step back and say, where are we not taking care of people? Oh, that's so beautiful. And yeah, and that fits right along with your experience with him. And uh, uh, it, uh, I also find it interesting that you were looking at being a heart surgeon, and now you do heart work of a different sort. Yeah, still a looking, <laughs> a different way. <laughs> you were looking at networking in electronic terms, and now you work with networking in human terms. I mean, Wow, what a strong thread through all of this. <laughs> Thank you for seeing that. And I just want to share you know, what Sam Walton understood. I think Bob Berg and John David Mann captured beautifully in, in this quote that I love, that money is an echo of value. It's the thunder to value's lightning. Yeah, yeah. That's a great way that they came up with to, to explain that relationship. It's not that the money doesn't matter, but... It's just the, not the first question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 not, not a great first question. Yeah, the, the echo. That, that's just, I don't want to say picture because an echo is not a picture, but you, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. uh, just, just a great way of putting it. Uh, and, and so you found that your personal philosophy and Bob's meshed like that. Oh, definitely. Completely. Now, um, 
probe a little bit here because I'm not sure, you know, where this question will go. You and Bob partner very effectively. You also each have some things that you do that's just kind of your own thing. Like, like you are a, and correct me if I'm saying this wrong, you're a Colby consultant. Yes. That's not something that Bob is directly involved in. There's, there's things that Bob is doing, but there's not, you know, there's not walls there. There's not compartmentalization. How do you balance taking care of Kathy's business? Taking care of the Go Giver um, uh, and Go Giver International, I think, is the name of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much a matter of balance or either or whatever. How does it all mesh together? That's that a great question, and that you know that is always you know an ongoing challenge. You know, we 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 strive to find that balance. You know, having great team members like an Estelle Poyer uh, really helps. Um, so, so that's how we do it. But it is about making sure I'm carving out time to to pursue some of my own things, like the Colby um, certification. So, I actually was a certified Colby consultant before I even met Bob. I've been a consultant since. Well, I got certified in 04. I discovered the Colby A index. It is an assessment that identifies your striving instincts. It is not personality-based. This is how you naturally take action. And I learned about it at a time in my life where I was struggling. I, I, I had moved to Albuquerque. I had gotten married, thought I was going to you know, start a family. And since I was starting over, I thought, well, I'll do massage therapy. I had been doing that on the side. I was a marathon runner. And back in my high-tech, high-stress life at the college, I went back to school and learned massage therapy because I thought, well, I could trade with a massage therapist to take care of myself. And what a great skill to have to take care of family and friends. Well, once I got married, I thought, well, I'll just do this full time. And trying to do six and eight a day well, yeah, it is physically exhausting, but there was something mentally going on that I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I was feeling kind of strained. And I'm like, am I crazy? You know, <laughs> what's going on with me? And then that was when I read in the one of the Robert Kiyosaki books. And I wish I could remember which one. It wasn't one of the main ones. It was one of the um, side ones. But he mentioned discover, meeting Kathy Colby, taking this assessment, and that it was life-changing. He understood himself in a way he never had before. Because Robert Kiyosaki is a quintessential entrepreneur, but also very hands-on. He had been a naval pilot, um, all kinds of things. So I took that assessment. And in one of the action modes, it is how hands-on you are. And I'm on the continuum where I envision. I can do things like I can do one or two massages. Great. But I can't do eight a day. I don't have the mental energy to drive that much hands on work. And my true gifts are in my ability to develop systems and programs and to do them in new and innovative ways. So that assessment told me massage is a hobby. It's not a career. So I went back to having a business and, you know, the rest is history. And I realized everybody needs to notice about themselves. It is so liberating, so freeing. So I became a certified consultant and all of our clients, you know, get their assessment. It's part of our academy, our Beyond the Mastermind retreat. And it's just one of the most funnest things I do is helping someone. I, I had a session yesterday with a woman and 
she is like, wow, wow, I don't have to beat myself up anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the way she does things is not the stereotypical way, but she's able to be successful doing it her way. Okay, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. I I find it fascinating because just in in looking at how you and Bob interact in particular, um, and I know you know Bob's on here. I'm going to share one of his quotes here in just a second. Um, but you know, it, it's almost a a running joke that he is not technologically astute. I think is probably how he would, and and he depends on you for a lot of the the technical stuff which is a hands-on thing. It goes along with that engineering background. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, I hear you talking about how, what I would interpret as a, a big picture kind of approach, uh, not so much the details. Uh, you're very fortunate to have Estelle Poiret and, and some others behind the scenes, but Estelle in particular that really helps with that kind of thing. Yes. It's yes. fascinating how you merge all of this together and let's go ahead and put, uh, I'm not sure how much of it will actually show on the screen. Yeah, we're going to lose some of it. Uh, Bob says, I've seen her literally, and he's not just using that as a, an emphasizer, literally bring people to tears when sharing what their Colby score really meant about them. And, you know, he's emphasizing that word really. You know, this is not a surface level kind of thing. No. Um, yeah. the the heart surgeon mm-hmm. if we can say it here coupled with that ability to master the technical this seems like a i don't know almost a throwaway question but have you always been like that i mean you have that kind of what's driving this kathy and my question is i've observed for most people they go to one side of the brain or the other Mm-hmm. You know, uh, left brain, technical, uh, detail oriented, right brain, creative, big picture. I know that's a bit of a stereotype, but most people do tend one way or the other. Have you always been a blender like this? I guess. Yes, I have been. And I will say the left brain part is really learned. Uh, I mean, I was highly intuitive as a child. Um my father, um, you know, he's such an inspiration. He was a design engineer. He's got 12 patents to his name. So, you know, I grew up watching Star Trek and, um, you know, wanting to be the very logical person. Uh, and so I went off to engineering school and I was fortunately able to, to master a lot of the, you know, math and science were my favorite subjects. Um, so for most of my adult life, I really was more in, in that side. But the, you know, the more right brain was there and being able to sense and perceive what was going on. And, and that part I'm bringing forth more in my work these days and have been. And I'm very excited to really find that nice blend. I almost think of it as the, um, the blend of the, the masculine and the feminine energies. We each have both inside of ourselves. You know, we present as one or the other. Um, but the key is to learn to balance the energies within that we're not out of balance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you mentioned Star Trek and, and uh, Mr. Spock. Commander Data, the same sort of thing. The theme that ran through with, with both of them 
was how to integrate the emotional and the logical. And so I hear that as being uh, part of your aligning your values. Very much so. Really learning to trust, you know, not the erratic emotions that, you know, come up, but really, I, I would say the inner knowing that, mm. that we have. I've always had that, but I've discounted it or because it's not something I could prove, but mm. would have a really strong sense of what is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, this past year has been, I've had multiple lessons when I didn't listen to my inner knowing and it kind of backfired on me, but all is a very powerful learning experience. So I feel like that was my lesson for 2023 is listen to that inner knowing. Mm, mm. Great insight there. <laughs> uh, in, in an odd way, it leads me to, in some ways, it may be a minor question. In some ways, it may be em- emblematic of larger things. One of the things that is unusual about you in in current culture is that your last name is a chosen name. And so, you know, if somebody looks up Tajanel in a, I don't know, an online director or whatever, not going to find too many of those. Well, uh, many except me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, we're not trying to out previous names or whatever, but, you know, people, I, again, I think people will sometimes think, you know, if I could choose my own name, I would choose XYZ, but very few people actually go to the trouble of because it's not a simple process. You got to change your social security card and driver's license and all that. So can tell us a little bit about where that came about and why Tajanel and, and minor to the minor, you even get to choose how you pronounce it. That's right. I do. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, my married name was Zader, which Z-A-D-E-R, which was a very cool name. My maiden name was Camp. K-A-M-P, very German, uh, with nothing wrong with it. But I was very excited when I got married and changed my name to Zader. And most of my, you know, for 15 years, I had had the name Zader. Josh and I were together for 10. Then we went our separate paths. And I kept the name because it was my professional name. But by 2014, I was just feeling like this doesn't resonate with me anymore. And I really didn't want to go back to camp. Nothing wrong. Forgive me, Dad. (laughs) Um, But I felt like I was just in a different place and I I really wanted something unique, something that was elegant. And to share a little bit, Zader was a made up name. Um, My former husband, Josh, his birth name was Zabriskie. And when he was in college in a creative writing class, he decided to just change his name to shorten it because he wanted to be to write. And um, so I thought, I've had a made-up name for 15 years. I can make my own name up. So <laughs> I felt like, okay, I had permission. And um, so I remember it was it was Christmas Eve on 2014. I was finally like, I'm ready. I'm going to create my name. And um, so I first picked out what letter, because I had had last name of K, last name of Z, both cool letters. So I settled on T for truth. I feel like I'm here to align with truth. So I'm like, okay, got that. And I looked at all kinds of T names and I'm like, no, I don't want somebody else's name. And so I was just trying to be creative. 
And I'm like, well, what I want it to be, I want it to be elegant. I wrote some things down and then just to be creative, I just started, I wrote elegant backwards and I'm like, no, that doesn't look right. But then I did all the anagrams. I literally wrote out the, I think there's 11 combinations of the word elegant. And I looked down the list and Tajanelle jumped out at me. And I was like, I don't know why, but that's my name. <laughs> so the first thing I did was I got on the computer and I to see, did anybody else have that name? And I only found there's a soccer player in South Africa that has it as his first name, and but no last names. And then I checked, was the domain available? And it was. I'm like, there's my name. <laughs> and then when I went back and I looked at the name, it's T-A-G-E-N-E-L. My dad's first name is Gene. So I'm like, that's why it's my name. So my dad was able to, um, I said, you know, I got rid of, I'm not going back to camp, but I, I have your first name in the middle of my name. So he, uh, he's okay with my change. <laughs> Very good. I, you know, I just, I find that inspiring, quite honestly, because, uh, you know, you're, you're choosing a name that has meaning to you. And I, in cultures past, it was not unusual for people to to do that but it's it's very unusual these days so to me that indicates something about your thinking process uh folks who are on here audio only I, i've been putting some quotes up on the screen people seeing the videos say bob commented she is so very deep isn't she and yes we would absolutely <laughs> agree with that Maybe oh my kathy yeah. i i get the sense we can probably talk for hours but i know you have things to do and and uh I know. Uh, so before we get away, we want to look at what you guys are doing right now. Uh, I'm going to share, and I, I lost the screen here, so let me get it back up here. No, not that one. Uh, this is like running a starship sometimes. Here we go. We're going to put the, uh, the QR code up also, but for folks who can see the screen here, uh, this is thegogiverway.com. There's a different one in the URL, but that's because the Go Giver Way forwards to this. Mm -hmm. And this is showing us pretty much everything that you guys are doing at this point. Lots of clicks around for books and podcasts and, and the movement. Uh, I'm going to click on this one because I think this is probably... That one explains what the movement is, our yeah. mission to really to uplift and inspire the entrepreneurial spirit and in individuals to help companies really to align their culture. So they create an exceptional culture, the go-giver way, following the five laws, which we've simplified into stay open, create, or create values, touch lives, build networks, be real, stay open. Yeah. So and that culture guide was written by Bob and John, and it just shows how the five laws apply within a company's culture. Um, and I use that to base my workshops on. Um, I spent last half part of last year developing a game. It's really an immersive learning experience with the amazing Sue Bachelor um, to give people an experience, not just to learn these are five laws, but to actually experience applying them in a very fun learning environment. They say to create a new brain synapse takes 400 repetitions, but when you do it in play, it only takes 10 to 20. 
Oh, great insight there. Uh, the, yeah, because this is a game you're just going to be using in, in workshops, at least for the moment. Yes. For this year, we're focused on, you know, taking it into companies to help them really create their cultures, those that, you know, want to that resonate with the go-giver message. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have, have you got a copy there that you can hold up? Uh, you, you may not have it handy. Oh, I don't have it handy. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no, no problem at all. Uh, um, it's it's going to be called the go-giver way game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's living authentically and abundantly. And yeah. It's really sure. Oh, uh, well, I, I, I can see where you wouldn't want to just put that out on a game store shelf because it, it's a game that's in support of this learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, what uh, what gave you the insight? You know, you, you just you just gave the psychological reason the four hundreds uh, exposures versus ten to twenty, mm-hmm. but I'm struggling with how to clearly put this question. That's something that you would probably find in doing research about, do we want to do a game? Mm-hmm. What led you first to the idea of, I wonder if a game would be a useful way of teaching this? Um, well, first, the experience of running, um, developing, and then you know facilitating our Beyond the Mastermind retreats that really are an immersion in the five laws, where we work with eight entrepreneurs, leaders, business owners, they each get an hour and we're all supporting that person in that hour. And it's just been incredible to witness the transformation that occurs, um, you know, the, you know, the relationships that are built. And so I hadn't really thought about a game until I got introduced to Sue. And this was through my Colby connection, someone who had come to the retreat who I had done the Colby on. She's like, oh, you got to do my do this for my sister-in-law. So I did this to for Britt Whitkin, who does a podcast and she loved it. And she's like, you got to be, you should, I want you on my podcast to explain this. And she's like, oh, and I think you should meet Sue Batchelor. She does game development. So I listened to the episode with Sue and I was just fascinated. And I, and that was, and it was like the light bulb went on. Wow. I think, what if we did a game that way more people could experience this immersive experience that we get to enjoy in these beyond the mastermind retreats. Obviously it's not the exact same thing, but the game is basically based on that kind of idea of a group of people helping each other really go deep in applying these laws. So that's how it came about. And Sue Bachelor is just phenomenal. She's been developing games for companies for 30 years. She is so creative. Okay, and just another great example of connection leading to connection, leading to connection. Yes. yes. It's something that comes up a lot on this program, uh, quoting Robert Shuler, anybody can count the seeds in an apple, but only God can count the apples in a seed. You just never know when you plant a seed what's going to come up. Such a great example. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Doug. I have I have kept you probably too long here. I do like to uh, to wind up with a question that's kind of a favorite going back to my old newspaper days. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost always a generalist talking to a specialist of some kind. There's probably a question that you wish that I had asked that I didn't think or didn't know enough to ask. What would that question be and what would your answer be? Um. 
Well, the core of it all, I think, is around authenticity. And we touched on it a little bit, but that to me, you know, of the five laws, they're all important. They're all necessary. I sort of feel like that's the inner work where you start. And it's really about discovering that you are authentically yourself, but you've gotten all the stuff layered on you and you have to let that go to really unveil who you truly are and live from that place. Um, so that is part of my mission of what I'm trying to do. And, and the go-giver just is a beautiful way, you know, with the law of authenticity that the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. Very good. Very good. Uh, you know, the, uh, the guest we'll have on next week, uh, kind of comes out of the Go-Giver Success Alliance. So it's just amazing how all of these threads come together. So uh, I'm going to put you in the green room for just a second so I can thank you properly after we bid our guests this week goodbye. But I want to thank you while you're still on here. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you, Don. Truly, truly have enjoyed this. Uh, the, this is the reason I do these podcasts is I get to have conversations with people I wouldn't otherwise get a chance to talk with, at least not this deeply. So I am honored. And I appreciate everyone who's who's listening and watching. So thank you all. Be back with you in just a second. In the meantime, folks, um, next week, I've already mentioned a little bit about that. Next week, we will have coming up what I have on my schedule as just simply with the realtors. Now, Diana Walsh is a member of the Go-Giver Success Alliance. There are several real estate folks who are members of that group. And uh, I was talking with some of them a few months back. There's some things going on in the real estate industry that uh, are concerning to them, concerning to their clients. And we thought this would be a great place for us to dig into it because of the values association with it. As you know, the alignment show is all about living your values so you can value your life. And uh, there are uh, the realtors that I know, uh, and realtors are technical terms, so I should say real estate agents that I know, uh, most of them that are effective, they're really driven by serving people, helping people to find places to live that match their lives. And so we're going to be talking with those folks next week. Be sure and put that on your calendar. We will be having a great conversation. I'm not sure how many of them will be on with us. I know Diana is coming on, but we'll probably have some others. Now, don't worry that we're just going to be talking about things like interest rates and that sort of thing. We're digging into the values underlying what they do uh, and, and how it might affect you. Uh, I think it will be an inspiration for those of you who are trying to figure out what is it that I want to do with my life in order to live my values and value my life. So we'll look forward to having that with us next week on the Alignment Show. Uh, this is, it just struck me, Kathy's still hearing this, this is our first episode of 2024. Uh, so there's sort of a theme of new beginnings here. Uh, I think that this has been a perfect show to get us started. On this year. I hope you find it to be the same. In any case, we will see you next week on The Alignment Show. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness 
and remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.